What's up, people? Make sure you guys uh, like the stream when y'all coming in. Uh, given to you live here on this um, Sunday morning here in April, day after April Fools. I figured I would do an April Fools joke by coming back to the channel. Uh, well, that is on different platforms. I mean, you can still find my information and latest podcasts on uh, Break. I mean, not Breaker. Damn it, Patreon. I am your host, C Pizzle. From another mizzle. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get into it. There's just been a lot on my mind. Uh, I mean, for those of you who, who've touched base with me and kept up, you understand what's at the realm. But uh, we, re- we really we really need to start checking ourselves. You know, we really need to ch- start checking ourselves. We really, really need to um, start doing our own research when it comes to things and looking differently. You know, those of you who haven't listened to the podcast in a while, you know, I really went in on this Donald Trump indictment. Um, I'm not for or against it, really, to be honest with you. I I don't speak on terms of that way uh, because of the fact that, that that's that's why our, our nation right now is very divided. You know, politics has really created a... Um, a false sense of a false sense of environment for a lot of people. You know, I think there's a thing where you are going to ultimately still like things that either party does, no matter how far left you go or how far right, how far right. I think the people who are real in today's society are those such as myself who are just kind of a centralist. There's things that I like from both sides and both parties that I am for and for against. Uh, but to be really completely left and completely right is not a great thing of thinking. Um, but it's unfortunate to say a case, you know, and then when I was talking about with the Donald Trump situation, right, they are going to use Donald Trump. They 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 are trying to get Donald Trump out of the way. OK, they was trying to get him out of the way so that he cannot run for presidency in 2024. Um. I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I think regardless of how you feel felt about the man and what he has done, um, there was a strong chance that he could have possibly take candidacy again. Okay. Now, when I did my live stream the other night, we didn't really know if they was going to follow through with their indictment, but it seems like that they are. So I didn't really know, you know, what the turnout was going to be. But apparently, from what I understood as of this morning, they are going to bring him up on federal charges. Okay. (sighs) We are... um, like I said, we are worried about the more things. And then, you know, with the whole political thing, I, I, I think it partakes in kind of um, what is transpiring here in relationships. You have a lot of people who, you know, they don't. The thing is, they can't respect disagreement, but will cause an argument for no reason. Right. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I with with what has happened for me personally over the last couple of months, uh, what I have seen and the stories that I've heard from you know 
especially men in the last couple of months. I've heard it from women, too, as well. We are all struggling to find out like what is really going on in society, right? There seems to be just a thing of unsureness. You know, you got a lot of people walking around complaining about not finding a certain individual, um, living life too by the horns. Um, expectations of, of being with someone is uh, so drastic and dire. Um, I'm really I'm I'm you know, I'm like I'm like some of these people who are probably in there above the mid 30s who are really trying to understand, you know, and get a sense of what's really going on in America. You know, you got a lot of people who are upset because melanated men are uh, going overseas. They are going overseas to look for happiness. They're going overseas to look for wives. Um, these are called, of course, the passport bros. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with them. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And a lot of y'all are going to say, well, Carl, there's a lot of capable women here. Why, why do you guys need to go over? You need to, you need to check yourselves. Well, you know, listen, I've been a subject of this as well. There's a lot of, you know, miscommunication amongst people. You know, you can be a gentleman and tell them, you know, what you're looking for, what it is, how you carry yourself. And they are still going to ignore everything that you said and expect for you to be a typical, you know, dog, I guess, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and then, you know, they're going to blame someone for not finding no happiness when ultimately they really need to look themselves in the mirror. Okay. Uh, today's show or podcast uh, or live stream, should I say the live stream, is really about how social media is diverging you guys away from understanding that we're going through a world financial crisis right now. We're going through a serious world financial crisis, right? And instead of understanding that, realizing that you probably should be able to go through this crisis with someone that is compatible with you, I ain't going to go into detail, but a lot of y'all out here are still trying to be out here in these streets, okay? You're still out here trying to be in these streets. You're still trying to... Not hold yourself accountable for your actions, your decision making. And then you want to put this on someone else and expect for them to not only fix the situation for you, but for them to adapt and change to what you want to do. You know, and time and time again, I've I've, you know, like I said, for me personally, I've come across. Scenarios where. You know, uh, people say I'm nice. People say I'm a gentleman. People say I'm very respectful. But then that doesn't turn them on. So I find, I'm trying to figure out, like, why Why is it that everybody in society today needs toxicity? Why do you need toxicity in your life? You're going to have toxicity in your life when you turn around and because you're not doing what you need to do which is to save money, help out those closest to you, take care of your family, take care of yourself. 
if someone great comes into your circle and you turn them down, you know, or they well not turn them down, you turn them in, helping building a platform with them. You need to understand that you need to get a foundation built in your home. See, a lot of y'all running around here in these streets acting as if everything is okay. And then when, you know, the biggest thing is, it's not okay, but something nice comes along your way. You don't know how to act when that nice person or nice thing comes your way. You feel like it's something fake, right? So let's dive into um, the world financial crisis. And what I'm saying is, the, the you know, the why I'm saying that the world financial crisis is ultimately a product of um, being very independent is because when we came to be, you know, we've had parents that were together for who knows how long, right? We had parents that were together for 30, 40, 50 years. You know, even if they were living paycheck to paycheck, people were saying, well, I don't want to live this way, this paycheck. Okay, that's fine. There are other ways to make money today than there were when our, you know, parents were coming up. There's more opportunities technological wise to adhere and persevere through um, what is there to be. Okay. We, um, We really are. About to go through a recession. Okay. For those of you who don't know, I work in the airport. Airport is a big transportation hub internationally, domestically. You know, there's still people flying and going out, but they're, they're, it's, it's just odd, right? The way that the traffic is coming in is a little odd. Okay. I see a lot of people who are, um, Coming in single, you know, into the establishment, into the airport. You don't see a lot of couples and families as you did once before, especially before COVID. You will see a lot more families, a lot more couples. I'm not seeing that much. Right. A lot of that is, has diminished over the years. Okay, so what I'm going to read is right now... Um. I'm going to read an article from APnews.com. The title says, 2023 U.S. recession now expected to start later than predicted. So if you are following my channel and you follow my live streams, you know that I said that I thought we were going to experience a recession in the first quarter of 2023, which we really didn't. And I thought that it was going to happen and we were probably going to come out of this sometime in July. Uh, it is now April. We really haven't hit rock bottom. We're continuing to go down into uh, the interest rates going up, getting spiked up. And um, sorry, I'm reading the text message for someone that, uh, like I said, it's just it's it's just so. Um, so weird how we think, (laughs) so weird how we think, 
you know, people run away, running away from the goodness of someone's heart. Anywho, let's go back to the article. So, a majority of the nation's business economists expect a U.S. recession to begin later this year than they have previously forecasted after a series of reports have pointed to a surprisingly resilient economy despite steadily higher interest rates. 58% of 48 economists who responded to a survey by the National Association for Business Economics envisioned a recession sometime this year. The same proportion who said in the NABE's survey in December, only a quarter think a recession will have begun by the end of March. Only half the proportion who had thought so in December. The findings reflecting a survey of economists from trade, trade associations, businesses, and academia were released Monday. A third of the economists who responded to the survey now expect the recession to begin in the April-June quarter. One-fifth think it will start in the, in the January, no, sorry, in the July-September quarter. Okay, so when I thought that the economy was going to go in the first quarter, I was thinking it was going to get better in the second quarter. Now analysts are starting to say, and this is me not reading off the post, but this is me t- commentary right now. Now they're saying 33% of the economists who are taking a survey think that it is going to happen sometime soon. So for those of you who are out here, okay, worrying about the wrong things, remember... There's a flip side to the coin. Okay. Uh, back to the article. The delay in the economist's expectation of when a turn a downturn will begin follows a series of government reports that have pointed out to a still robust economy even after the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates eight times in a strenuous effort to slow growth and curb high inflation. In January, employers added more than a half million jobs and the unemployment rate reached 3.4%, the lowest since 19. 19- 69. Well, they add a lot more jobs because people are now getting, you know, the the funds from the whole COVID-19 have finally um, dispersed it. I mean, this is year three of that. Uh, A lot of people were fortunate enough and they were very frugal with their money. Um, I think last year the whole, you know, COVID was still around, but the presence of COVID really wasn't as... uh, uh, it really wasn't as robust as it should have been. Okay. Um, sales at retail stores and restaurants jumped 3% in January, the sharpest monthly gain in the two years. That suggested that consumers as a whole who drive most of the economy's growth still feel financially healthy and willing to spend. At the same time, several government releases also showed that inflation shot back up in January after weakening for several months. Fanning fears that the Fed will raise its benchmark rate even higher uh, than expected. When the Fed lifts its key rate, it typically leads to more expensive mortgages, auto loans, and credit card borrowing. Interest rates on business loans also rise. Tighter credit can... Weaken the economy and in even cause a recession. Economic research found today. Uh, the Fed has never managed to reduce inflation from high levels as has recently reached out without causing a recession. So 
a lot of people aren't really paying attention to that. We still have the Ukraine and Russia war that's going on, which is tying up into the economy as well. Uh, unfortunately, for most of you guys who go out here and y'all getting these lavish shoes and these lavish clothes and everything, little do y'all know that Russia is pretty much the biggest exporter when it comes to this type of material. Russia and China are our two biggest exporters. Okay. So are y'all wondering why the price of goods are going up or are expensively high? It is because of the fact that Russia has done a lot for the global economy. All right. And because, because our society wants to continue to raise the price of everything, they want to get Mr. Trump out of the way because they already know Trump ain't going to do no war. Okay. Um, let's see if I can go back to another article here. Hmm. Yep, here we go. So I got an article from HolanIQ.com. And uh, let's see what they're saying. Inflation is receding, but not fast enough. Central banks balance the act between containing inflation and dodging recession will be a key theme in 2023, at least in the first half of the year. This article came out um, March 6th, so earlier this month. Um, in most countries, inflation has peaked and is on the decline, but the numbers remain far from the central bank targets. The euro area has been hit particularly hard by the energy crisis-induced inflation. I didn't even know we had an energy crisis over in Euro. Germany is yet to see inflation peak, while France, albeit experiencing lowering price increases than most countries in the region, is seeing inflation plateau around 6% levels. While inflation in the UK and Italy is on the decline, it has not yet fallen from double-digit levels as it was. Apart from the European countries, here we go. I'm going to tie this all together. Australia's inflation has started declining yet and has kept its central bank on its toes. On the extreme end of the spectrum, Argentina is battling skyrocketing inflation levels, which are now close to 100%, partly as a result of long-standing structural issues and the economy. And let me say this. It is probably going to hit us. You know, we just had two countries that are trying to eliminate the dollar of ours. I believe it was China that eliminated our dollar. And I want to say, I for, I don't remember if it was Barcelona or if it was Argentina or somebody, but they have eliminated or they want to eliminate U.S. currency dollars. Okay. Um, it's not all bad news, but it's not all doom and gloom. Prospects for the global economy are looking up compared to what it did a few months ago. The energy crisis is easing and weather was milder than anticipated, which resulted in upper revisions made to grow forecasts for most countries. Inflation is likely to retreat faster in the second half of the year, which will stage for loosening of monetary policies towards the end year lease and the easing of up financial conditions for households. With overall global demand dampened, this means that countries will have to rely on the domestic market much more than usual to bolster economic growth in 2023 as exports and capital flows language. Commodities exporter includes Saudi Arabia and Indonesia who gained high commodity prices last year are likely not to have the benefit of rising oil prices to fall back on 
2023. However, the strength of their Loki economies, especially after last year's strong growth, is likely to see them through this year and give them ability to weather external headwinds. For countries with weaker domestic demand conditions such as the U.S. and Australia, central bank policy will become a key focus in determining whether the economies will tip into recession. For some nations which are already facing tough economic domestic conditions like Russia due to sanctions and the UK which is facing Brexit-related issues, a recession looks more likely this year. And a recession is going to look very more likely this year for the whole world, not just our economy. Okay. Um, they are now estimating that a 5 and 6% increase for India, China, and Indonesia will lead to GDP growth. Okay, uh, I'm looking at this chart. And so this chart is saying that in the 6% is going to be India who is going to lead in gross domestic product growth. Okay. The 5% is going to be, um, it seems like it's going to be China, Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, Turkey, Argentina, Australia. They're all above 2%. The U.S., okay, the U.S., and Canada are both 0.3 and 0.2% in GDP growth. That is not good. Okay. Now, when we go to 2024, all right, when we go back to 2023, the GDP is going to be estimated at $75 trillion. Okay. When we go to 2024, this year's GDP is going to be only $2 trillion, more $77 trillion. All right. So this article right now, I'm reading all this stuff. This is what this article is saying. All right. Y'all ready for this? Looking over the horizon, China will overtake the U.S. and become the world's largest economy around 2035 with India overtaking the U.S. around 2075. Now, let me tell you why these two countries in particular are going to take over the United States. They are still, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're wholesome traditionalist countries, but they are still countries who are going to persevere through people. They're teaching their kids to be respectful to any and everyone throughout their lives. Whereas here in America, we don't give a shit how we want to portray ourselves. China and and now India, you know, you got a lot of Indonesians who come here. Both of these countries send all their people over here to get education, right? They come over here because, you know, let's be, I mean, I'm going to be honest. This country has very great educational standards. We have a, we have a great uh, training program facilities for anything. Any, any type of training and, and education that you want to get in any facet of life, for the most part, the United States are always going to lead in those two aspects. You have a lot of, you know, those two countries, they send a lot of people to come here to the most prestigious schools that we have. And instead of us doing a better job with how we carry ourselves in public and, and drawing interest to keep those kids here, they go back with this information to their countries and they speak it off. They stroll their economy forward. And it's from the, the most simplest things. When they come over from their countries, they're the most respectful people there are. Okay? They don't like a lot of attention. 
they are going to put in the time and effort to complete tasks. Whereas here, we worrying about, you know, when's our next drink going to be? And we're worrying about, oh, well, I got more debt, so I'm going to put more debt into my pocket. So this is why I said all this is going to tie in together with how we carry ourselves in the relationship realm. All right. Um, Population growth will slow down over the next 50 years and then start shrinking. As life expectancy increases throughout that period, age care and sustaining age pensions will become major issues for society. So this is now going to turn into something that I had came across with someone that I was talking to a while ago. She said that my profession and what I did in life was not sustainable for financial security. Okay, cool. But who's to say that what I am doing outside of that salary job that I'm not making money on the side. I'm not drawing interest from something or I'm not getting compound interest from something. You working a typical nine to five job and only working one job today is not going to be the way to sustain yourself in the future of the economy. And you think as a sole individual going through life that you don't have no obligations to build a household, to have children, whatever the case may be, you feel as if you're going to be okay for the rest of your life, but you're not. Okay. Global population is currently forecast to peak at just under 10 billion people around 50 years from now. Over the next few generations, we move from adding 1 billion people to the world's population every 11 years to population falling back under 9 billion by the end of the century. 50 years ago, global population was growing at 2% on year. It has fallen to 1% and will fall to zero over the next 50 years before it starts shrinking. And this becomes because, especially in this country, we prevent, we prevent, we promote individualism. We can do all bad for ourselves. I don't need to have a family. I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. And we continue to stay single. It's not a bad thing to be in a family situation with someone. What's bad is that you're not responsible when you make decisions. When you make irrational decisions, you're going to get irrational results. When you take the time to make a decision or when you persevere to make a decision, you're going to get positive results. Just because society tells you one thing does not exactly mean that you need to follow and do that. Okay. Um, this will present dramatic changes to the demographic profile of the world every year an increasing load of aging people who are living longer and crowding out younger demographic groups with increasing stains in healthcare, financial pensions and more. So I'm looking at it right now. Um, this is sad because Northern America Northern America is is pretty much <laughs> Northern America is looking very vague right now when it comes to people. So Northern America includes this country, uh, 
Mexico and Canada. The population that seems like it's going to go down, but it's still going to be on the uprise right now is Africa and then Asian as well. Europe looks like it's going to slow down because it's about 20% cap rate right now. Okay, this this is a very good article that I'm reading here. Um, I'm going to try to link it in the description, description box down below when I get um, when I get into it. So I'm looking at the GDP growth over the last 25 years. When we had the Great Recession in uh, 2008, China's economy still stayed forward. I can't really see somebody's economy took off, but I can't I can't really see who someone's economy. I don't know who it is, but it went up 15 percent. And then when with us, when the Great Recession happened, in 2008, we went down, but we, I mean, it went down. So with us, our economy went down just enough, the same thing from COVID-19. But the problem is, it seems, so China was down, China was going down and decline anyway over the years. The U.S. was very, you know, we remember we had a very strong 12-year run. Uh, from what I'm looking at this chart, this chart is telling us we had a very strong chart year. But what's crazy is even in 2019, which is I think is the peak of how we are very centralized as far as individualism has gone, we were seeing a decline in 2019 anyway. Now if I'm reading this chart correctly, we're probably gonna look we're we're probably gonna look at another debt decline very seriously soon. Okay. Uh so let's go Let's go over to this article and let's go into 60 Minutes Australia on YouTube. Uh, these people are going to talk about. Um, they're going to talk about how. Uh, they're living a lavish lifestyle. OK, they there's a new generation out here and it's called Generation Debt. And some of y'all are going to be looking at me sideways when I tell y'all this. You're like, what the hell is generation debt? Well, generation debt is when you care about having so much experience in life, which there's nothing wrong with. But the thing is, you're carrying all this debt to do it because you refuse to share it with anybody in particular. So, um, let's let's go ahead and see... Um, what this article is talking about, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get a little commercial. We are going to get a commercial. We're waiting for the commercial. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. Make sure you guys like the stream.
It's so funny, this commercial is telling me how you got to stop being a nice guy. And there's this thing called the F formula. <laughs> this is so funny. I don't know, man. I, I until we wait on the commercial, I got I I I tried to I try to be Mr. Nice Guy, you know. Mr. Nice Guy doesn't get me shit. Doesn't get me far. You know, women love toxicity, man. Excuse me, they love it. All right, let's get to the article. A hell of a week. The global economy's in meltdown. The financial markets are in chaos. And it's not over yet, not by a long shot. Basically, greed, dodgy loans and bad debt are to blame. So you'd think we'd all be a bit cautious with our credit cards. Some of us may be, but not the kids they call Generation Y. They're young, reckless, and they've racked up an astonishing $60 billion of debt. Wow. New cars, new clothes, new toys, no problem. And so let me say this. So in this in this um this 60 minute segment, right? They're calling the generation Y from 18-year-olds to 28-year-olds. Now, we can still parlay that on up into the 30s, mid-30s as well as we want to, my age, okay? What they're saying is is that just in credit cards alone, they are in credit card debt. Just them 10 years for people in this whole society. They are accounted for or accountable for $60 billion in credit card debt. And remember, this this world is trying to grow GDP by $75 trillion. So when you go in and do your math, just that alone is what's helping preventing the crisis. Well, it's inhibiting what the crisis is to be here today. Just whack it on the card. These kids have never known tough economic times, so they think they're invincible. But now they're in for the shock of their lives. The world economy is in free fall, on the brink of recession. But 20-year-old Amanda Nabulsi couldn't care less. How much do you spend a week on your credit card? All right. So let me give you a background story on this before I get into it. And this is what made me when I had this conversation with this certain individual not too long ago. It made me mad because they told me that what I do as a career and what I do in life is is not financially secure. But yet you have people who are living at home with their parents. They And listen, they're going to tell you in this going to tell you right here. This person doesn't even make $35,000 a year. Don't even make $35,000 a year, right? Spends $1,500 a week in credit cards debt. Okay, a week. So she's spending $6,000 easily in credit card debt. And you don't even make but $35,000. And you're still living at home with your parents. But I'm the one that doesn't have my shit together. And it's not to personally strike out on her in any type of way, but I just want you, I want the, the real men who are out here struggling like me to understand this is the way society has gotten these people and especially some women out here to think this way and think it is okay to downplay a man and tell him that he ain't worth a damn. This is the problem. This is it. This is the problem that we have in this society. 
When I listened to this article earlier this morning, right, I said, ain't no fucking way she only make $35,000 a year and she's spending $1,500 a week and she's living at home and she's happy. This is why you're seeing a decline in population. This is why you see an inflation period. We need to start building families back again. Okay. This is the reason why people don't want to have kids. Now, I will admittedly say as well as myself that having kids today is very traumatic in the sense of you don't really know what's going on with other kids. You don't really know what's going on with the people who really need to, um, you know, they really need some sustainability, uh, something, um, something to really play on. But this is crazy. This really, this really hit me really hard. And here I am thinking, I I got told that I'm not financially secure. That I wasn't good enough for a certain person. But you didn't know how much money I was making. You don't know what my debt to ratio income is. You don't know what my investments are. Okay. But more and more men are starting to just walk away as well and just not put up with the BS because this is blasphemous. This is some bullshit. Let's get back into this article. I want y'all, y'all, y'all think I'm making this up. I'm not. Listen to this shit. Nothing. It's a lot of money. It's alright. It's Amanda's typical of Generation Y, those aged between 18 and 28. She still lives at home, has no bills to pay. She earns $35,000 a year and happily blows every cent. Don't look at the price, really. If you love it, you love it. That's it. Get it. Don't have hesitations about it. Don't have second thoughts. What, whack it on the card? Yeah, <laughs> and pay it off later. It's like a take-home lay-by. <laughs> Pretty amazing. And I ain't gonna lie, this girl, she's sexy as shit, man. She is bad in the motherfucker. She bad in the motherfucker. But the thing is, is that this will be the same type of female, right? That will buy all these clothes and makeup and stuff like that and, and go out in public and look good, but won't even give a man a chance to talk to her. It's all for show and tell. It's all for show and tell. I had I have a, a co-worker of mine, right, who's younger, talking to me yesterday, said, man, listen, what you're saying is right. It is really hard out here to date. My generation is really bad. He said, talk to me. I, I want to know how your generation was before. And I told him, I was like, yo, things were a little tight still, but there was still some, some hope, <laughs> you know, if I can say it correctly. There was still some hope as to uh, what, what, you know, what was going down. I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at this girl right here. She is bad as a motherfucker. Okay. There is no reason for her not to be single. Other than the part of the fact that. She is more concerned. About certain things. Today, she's unleashing a brand new credit card. Limit, 
$5,000. Man, she bad. She. I wish I could show y'all what she looked like. Let me repeat that for y'all because I was talking. This generation credit card. Limit $5,000. Wow. Her age group is now known as Generation Debt, owing a staggering $60 billion. Are there any coins or notes in your wallet? Five cents. Underpinning their attitude is a naive confidence everything will be okay. What do you think older generations think about your attitude to spending? We spend too much money, they, that's what they think. I get told off by old ladies that they know, you're spending too much money. I mean, that's my concern, not anyone else's concern. Where I'm heading has got to do with me, nothing to do with anyone else. You know, it's my bill, it's my debt, I'll deal with it. And if I can't afford it, I'll just, you know, go bankrupt. <laughs> this is a generation which is only going to know debt and no assets, and that's an extremely dangerous combination for an economy facing a global recession. The world financial crisis has been caused by debt. Why does Gen Y keep spending? Because it's just like having a car accident. You only stop driving irresponsibly after you've hit the wall. This is my life, babe. This is... And see, that is that goes across the board for everything in life. When this is what I'm saying, and this is what my experience has been. When you don't realize you need to hold yourself accountable for things, um, you know, you're never going to hit rock bottom. and You're never going to understand what you really have in life. When you don't sacrifice bits and pieces of you to get to know someone else and be with that person, it's just going to you're all you're doing is kicking the bucket down the road. You're going to get older. This is for both people, men and women. You're going to get older in life. You're going to realize you had someone there and things could have been a lot easier to travel, to do this and do that, because we don't we don't respect that no more. We don't respect that we should be doing things with someone special. We just don't. And so I'm trying to get this message across because we got to go back to the basics of things. We just do. This is this is this is getting out of hand. Our economy is pushing for us to be separate. It is pushing for us to spend money. But the thing is, you don't get any benefit for spending your money by yourself. Tax breaks, all of that is eliminated, so they can keep the money more. So they don't have to give the money back. But you see, you you we we don't look at things like that in that aspect. This is 70 grand's worth of debt. 21 year old Zoe Zirkler has hit the wall big time. There's an 11 grand personal loaner, 9 grand TV, 10 grand car, there's, there's a 2 grand credit card, there's a $1,000 credit card. Just three years card. out of school, That's Zoe's on the brink of bankruptcy. This folder is my life. This is who I am, what I do. This is, this is me. 70 grand's worth of debt. On a supermarket salary of about $35,000, Zoe bought a car, a PlayStation, a state-of-the-art laptop, two huge televisions, and much more, all on credit. 
when you look at all this paperwork, $70,000 worth of debt, what do you think? Why? Why was I so stupid? Why wasn't I just happy with what I had? Really got that it's, it's that bad for They're destroying their future. They're not going to be able to afford to have kids. They're not going to be able to afford to have a home. You know, more than likely they're going to be on a pension. You know, and and they should be set up for life. And we've squandered it on on what like a big screen TV and a flashy car. It's it's soul destroying. Okay. And so let me, that's, that's kind of what I want to get into. So, you know, and I'm not trying to bash, but this is the case. Women are more attracted to men who are out here flaunting, stunting, and doing all this shit. And then the thing is, they get into these situationships with these guys. These guys are not taking them seriously. They're living for the moment because they're the, they're the type of in the moment gentlemen that you proclaim to think that they're going to be successful mates long term, which is not the case. Okay, it is not the case that you find these men attractive and they only looking for you for a short time. You see, I think when you get to a certain age in your 30s, you understand you want assets and not liabilities. Okay. We need to start having a different perspective, people. I'm not sitting here saying sit your ass at home 24-7 or do nothing. No, 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 no. Just because someone isn't or does not or want to allow themselves to go on vacation every single weekend does not mean that they're not a good person to match with. That is not the case. Now, if you ask me, I think if you go on a vacation every four months, that's four times a year. That's doable. That's respectful. That is going to that. I don't think that's too much or too little. But. To expect someone to go on a vacation with you every weekend, you're not, you're, yeah, you're living life in the moment and that's fine. But when you get older, you're, you're not going to be in that situation to continue to do that. That gives us a total of $25,000 worth of debt. Ben Paris runs a debt management service. This, into my calculator. this is their last stop. People with debt are calling here. It's either this or bankruptcy. He goes into that for people like Zoe, trying to negotiate a deal with creditors. Business is booming. Does it worry you, though, that you are getting 8,000 calls a year from people your age in massive debt? My age and younger, they're the, they're the ones that, that really worry me. I'm 26 and we're getting calls from 18-year-olds who are just eligible for a credit card debt and they've got a $5,000 phone bill, a $5,000 credit card bill, you know, a $10,000 car loan, and they're, they're 18. Can you see myself in this? I did! <laughs> What's fueling this crisis is ridiculously easy credit being offered to a generation who are used to getting what they want. <laughs> so exciting. And that type of mind frame has um, distanced the, the love relationship between men and women. Getting any and everything that you want. When you see, when you're talking to someone, right, 
There's going to be some things that you just don't like. And there's going to be some things that you just need to put up with. Ladies, understand, there's no such thing as a perfect gentleman. Okay? Anybody that told you that they were perfect is lying and bullshitting. Oh. That has only 22 cents in the bank. Archie's preparing to buy a $60,000 car. She only got 22 cents in her bank account. And she about to use a credit card to buy a $60,000 BMW. But yet and still, a man who is careful with his money and is, in, is well invested into crypto and real estate and other such various income levels, uh, because they do it that way, um, they're not right. They're, they're not right. They're not right. They're not right people to date. On credit. It's really it's breathtakingly reckless. But if it all goes pear-shaped, Amanda believes she's not to blame. It's like I'm a celebrity. So, this goes to show you that this is what the mainstream media wants you to do. They want you to be independent, which is fine. I think there are certain levels to this independency that you need to take in consideration. You know, you you know, a lot of y'all are going to run around here in your 50s looking around. You're going to need someone to take you to the doctor's appointment, to the nurses, whatever. And there's not going to be anybody there. There's not going to be anybody there. You're not having kids. You're not being with someone. You're worrying about traveling the world by yourself, which is fine. But you're not even traveling the world to even try to experience love with someone else. You're just trying to travel because you want the social media attention. Social media is not going to be there for you in 50 years to take care of your bum knees. We are going into a society where we are differentiating ourselves so much. We don't know how to carry ourselves in a relationship. And it's quite sad to be quite frank with you. I really don't understand. You know, a lot of y'all go online, you're looking at these perfect people who are independent and you think they're living the perfect lives. And then guess what? Three or four years later, they they do certain things. And then you're wondering, well, they look like they had a perfect life. Well, you know, they were just selling what was selling. Okay, let's go back to this article. Are you saying you're a victim in all of this? We are. We're targets. We are targets to the bank because we know that we're, they know that we're gullible. They know that, you know, anything they say, we'll just follow. You know, it's just, they're the leader and we're just, you know, the little people walking behind them. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> you're loving it. You could have sent the card back. But I needed it. I need it for emergencies. <laughs> and so this is why I'm saying the way that they're saying that they're gullible about the credit card banks, I 100% agree with that. But what y'all all are also gullible about is social media. Y'all want this, y'all let these narratives push you into a direction in which you understand uh, it shouldn't be this way. You think that you only need social media likes to get validation. You don't need any physical contact. You don't need any in-person mental stability. You think some likes... And posts are going to be the financial security, the emotional security of your life when you get older. That's not the case. 
A lot of y'all need to snap out of this. This is what is making this country go down the hill. I'm telling you. I think your definition of emergency <laughs> is different to my definition of emergency. I'm loving it. I really am. It's fabulous. What role does easy credit play? An enormous role, because even if you only knew the good times and you're willing to be irresponsible, it takes an irresponsible lender on the other side to give you that credit. And I really don't blame the kids for this. Economist Steve Keen says the bad debt Generation Y is accumulating mirrors the bad debt that's led to the global financial meltdown. Wow. Haven't the banks learned their lesson from the subprime debacle? They haven't learned it because they're still looking for the best possible margin. And the competitive pressures in the market mean that if they don't provide an irresponsible bit of credit card lending to some Gen Wire, somebody else will do it, and they want to get hold of the fees and get hold of the high margins they get on those loans. Only when the whole thing goes belly up will they suddenly turn the tap off. All right, Pete, this one's my shout. But until that crunch comes, Gen Y will just keep on spending. So this is an indulgence. It is a little bit of an indulgence, but, uh, you know, why not splurge sometimes? I'll have a bit. Okay, I'll have a passion fruit mojito. Emma Lovell is a full-time student. She'll finish uni with a business degree and $40,000 in the red. For students like her, debt is a way of life. All right, now I want you to listen to this. There's, there's another article that I'm listening to, right? Or I was reading. And it said that the requirements of having a bachelor's degree are starting to soften at major companies. And it was also saying that in this country alone, 25% of Americans don't have a bachelor's degree. Okay. Now, I want you to listen to what is one, two, three, four, and I believe five. It's either five or four women at this table that are going to tell you how much in debt they are just in student loans. And they aren't they haven't even graduated college yet okay listen to this how much are you guys in debt um by the end of my degree i'll have around forty nine thousand dollars debt. around 26 yeah i'm almost finished and i've got about twenty thousand dollars wrapped up so how on earth do you guys afford to drink happy hour prices happy hour okay. about half of emma's debt is hex fees the unavoidable cost of a university education and the rest she's borrowed to pay for a car and that other Gen Y essential, world travel. I'll be going to South Africa, then to Tanzania and Nairobi, up to London, uh, Scotland, a quick visit over to Germany, fly over to Dallas for a stop. How are you paying for it? Um, with this little beauty, my loan, which um, was for my car, and I've now refinanced it, so I've added on another $10,000. So this 12... So this lady refinanced her car and added $10,000 more to the loan just to do world traveling. Listen, like I said, I don't... It's not about, oh, you don't want to travel. It's not about that. It's just a... This is... Oh, my goodness, man. I don't even know how to explain it. See... These are the decisions that nice people end up ultimately getting blamed for or have to be held accountable for because that person has things going on. And then so when things go south in that respectful person's um, life, the relationship that they have with someone who is nice gets shelved to the shelf. Time and time again.
Look, I'm about to take a break. Okay, we're gonna get deep. We're gonna get. I'm man, y'all got me deep in these trenches. I'm deep in these trenches right now. Your boy is on fire. Bang bang. I just, I, 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 I really want people to understand, man. We got to get out of this whole social media thing of life. We just got to. Don't let it control who you are. Be your own person. Okay? Be your own person, people. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. And we going live here on this Sunday morning. I'm I'm getting I'm getting in the trenches on this Sunday morning. 